You're listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Hey, Hank, you gotta hear this. Huh? It's this new book that I'm reading. Hold on, let me pause my movie. All right, what's up? What's this book all about? It's about healthy living, exercise, nutrition, so many things I've never known about our bodies. It's amazing. All of Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Uh, I'm happy you're so passionate about this, Barlow, but uh, I really don't think that stuff's for me. But Hank, I... What are those? Potato chips? Yeah. You want some? Uh, no, thanks. I'm going to go for a bike ride to get some exercise. Did you want to come? Uh, thanks for the offer, but I paused my movie on a cliffhanger. This is The VO Life. Positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the VO life, the place where we dig around in the ditches with normal VO people who are digging and trying to uh, make a living and trying to break into the business big time, bigger time. Maybe you don't want to break in big time. Maybe it's a part time thing. But we, we like to do interviews here. We like you to meet people that uh, you see on these Facebook pages and, and kind of hear more about what they're doing with their life. And this young man, is is uh, he and I met a while back and probably on one of the groups, and we started interacting and messaging each other. And, and we had some fun back in January. He had a, uh, a thing he wanted to do. Uh, we kind of collaborated on, uh, I can't remember the second name, but I remember Hank quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Hank so and Barlow. Is, Hank and Barlow. I couldn't remember Bar and Barlow's a pocket knife. I should never forget Barlow. <laughs> this is Brandon McCaskill. Brandon, great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having um, me. This is awesome. You're quite welcome. Uh, I, I really enjoy uh, watching your progress. And I know when I first started on Voices.com, you know, I, mm-hmm. I asked you a lot of questions because I had no clue what I was doing and you were a big help. And I appreciate that. And I think that's the hey. wonderful thing about voiceover. A lot of us really don't mind helping each other. No. I mean, how much greater are we when we just share what we know, right? I mean, right. the, inter- the industry is just so big. Like you're not a threat to me. Like there's, there's more work for me out there. So might as well help you. Cause I know you're, you probably have something to help me. So everybody yep. benefits. Right. Exactly. We all, uh, yeah, that's the thing that it, that really bugs me sometimes is people see each other as yes, you are in a way competition, but yeah. everybody's not going to like what I do. They're not going to like what you do. They're not going to like what somebody else does. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the, and the funny thing, their, their, uh, preferences change from month to month. I've learned that, uh, if you have people say there's, Oh, I really love what you did. And, and I'm going to use you for this and this and this, and you never hear from them again. So they go yeah. find another voice they like. It's just the way it is. The way it yeah, is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly what you're saying. Like you and I sound completely different. Like you got your your rich southern twang, and I'm I got my, I got my Canadian, or whatever you want to call it. It's not twang, but I don't know what you call that. No, it's not twang. It's no. You have what I think is that ultimate. Um, even though it's Canadian, it's very. You have that neutral. Uh, and, and I don't like to tag people always millennial, but there right. is something millennial about it. But 
to me right. that uh, that's the hot thing. I mean, that's what I see on eight out of ten. This is what we want. You know, they want that neutral, no accent. And I've heard you do that perfectly. And then I've heard you come down south a few times. I like that stuff you do. Uh, it's I try. It's nothing. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm going to tell you. And, and of course, I, I press for people. If you want an original, real southern accent, call there me. But, but uh, you know, they're going to they're not going to always go to the. The original. I mean, I, I've done things in, uh, with an Australian accent for games, uh, all kinds really? of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Crazy, crazy. But uh, let me ask the, uh, uh, the question I like to start with. Tell us about how you got into this and why you got into this. How and why? Okay, well, the why. Like, I've been interested in, uh, like, voice acting for so long. Like, I can even remember being, like, eight or nine years old. And I have seven brothers, by the way. I grew up with seven brothers. And uh, the four younger ones, I was the oldest of the younger half. And as, the, as we grew up, we listened to like radio dramas because uh, we didn't have television. So we listened to radio dramas like Adventures in Odyssey and Down Gilead Lane and Paws and Tales. And so we'd hear all these voices all the time. And uh, I started doing that myself, trying to entertain my little brothers. So like that interest cut on really early, uh, early on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just remember this one instance, it was, uh, getting close to Christmas time. And, uh, like, cause at eight or nine years old, you're playing with your stuffed animals and all that stuff. And you're making these stories, but my brothers and I got together and we put together this script and, uh, we're like, we're going to show our parents at Christmas time. So we put together this script, um, uh, that we, you know, we had all the, these lines memorized and we actually did all the sound effects for it. And, uh, we hit record on my, uh, dad's tape recorder and we performed this, this entire like Christmas special for my parents. And when they listened to it, it was just like, like they, it was like their proudest moment of their kids. And <laughs> just like, that's awesome. When your parent, yeah. When your parents like are proud of you, it does something to a kid. I think it's just like, it, you know, it just motivates you to kind of keep pursuing that. And I really think mm-hmm. that's the time where it started really being ingrained in me that I, that I love to perform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like going into the, I guess the high school days, I, uh, it was mainly, I was doing music performances. So I was like singing on stage with my guitar and, uh, not as much as acting until probably my, my senior year in high school where I was in a, a musical and then the, you know, you know, the, um, like the skits and the, uh, theatrical performances started to begin. And, um, that carried throughout, like we would have these, uh, church programs at, uh, the different churches that I went to over the years. And they'd have, uh, these, these plays and skits that I would get into and they'd let me just experiment with different voices. And in fact, I remember it was, I'll tell this story cause I think it's kind of funny. I, um, uh, was part of this uh, skit where there was like seven or eight cast members and we were all supposed to show up for uh, rehearsal because we were going to perform the, n- the next night. But it uh, just so happened to be a, like a giant uh, snowstorm. So it was just, just me and the director that showed up and he was just like, well, um, I think we're just going to cancel. And I said, well, let's not cancel. I said, let's, uh, he's like, I, I'm like, I think I can do some of these voices. So he let me do uh, six different voices or five different voices. And, uh, we carried on through with this performance 
and it was just uh, just a really fun experience because we had the we had the the entire uh, sanctuary just uh, burst into laughter. So <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty fun. That's but fun. Uh, yeah, but then like, I didn't get into uh, I never actually heard of voiceover until 2018 because mainly because I didn't know the industry existed. Like I knew I knew it existed obviously because I had. I, you know, I had watched like animated movies and I, I know actors exist, but I didn't know how, you know, accessible it was. Like I didn't know mm. how easy it was to get into it. Right. And, um, it was, uh, November, 2018. I was uh, building houses at the time. I was actually before voiceover, I was in the trades for almost 10 years and, uh, I was a lot of home building stuff and, uh, mm. I knew I wanted to get out of it somehow. Um, I just didn't know uh, how I was going to do it. I mean, I just look at my bosses and they're, you know, holding their backs, climbing out of their work truck. Like, I'm just thinking, is this what I got to look forward to? (laughs) Right. If this is is the career path that I'm choosing, is this what I got to look forward to? And I just wanted out of it. Um, But it wasn't until November of 2018, my brother came to me. My youngest brother, he was at uh, Humber College in Toronto. He was trying to become an actor, and his teacher had given him a website and just mentioned to the class saying, you know, if you guys are interested in voiceover, this is a reputable um, source that a lot of people go to. And it was a, a link to Voices.com. So that was that was my introduction to, to voiceover uh, through Voices.com. Hmm. And... Uh, I ended up uh, doing some research, and uh, in that research, I found Mr. Bill DeWeese, whom I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, and uh, yeah, it was basically from there. That's how it started. I worked um, an hour every night because I was working full-time at the time, and uh, I put an hour every night uh, after work into my voiceover, and yeah, that's kind of how it started. Interesting. So, so yeah. the uh, Bill DeWeese part of that. Did you go through any of his training that he does, or 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 did yeah. you just watch videos, or how, what'd you do? Well, at first, I he's got a lot of free content on YouTube. He's pro- I, I I don't know if this is true, but I think he's the most subscribed to um, voiceover talent. Is that true i don't know if that's, that's probably true. I, I, right i wouldn't doubt that okay i, I don't know but I'd, <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it yeah he's got hundreds of videos so i was just kind of soaking in everything he had there but then i realized i'm like you know i need to talk to the guy directly i need to basically be coached a little closer so mm-hmm. uh i joined his uh, his blueprint program which is uh i still have access to you have lifetime access to it when you when you uh get it and uh, super, super helpful stuff. I mean, I don't think there's a question I can think of that's not answered in that Blueprint uh, mm-hmm. program. So I'm mm-hmm. always referring to it. I mean, a lot of it's common sense. A lot of it's uh, voiceover 101 type stuff. But uh, definitely. I mean, it's even good to go back and uh, relearn some things that I've forgotten. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go to a lot of the uh, the live stuff where you, where he would have people do reads and they would coach the read, or did you go to the, any of the spinoff things where maybe uh, Mike Hathcote was doing it or Dave Fenoy? I know they used to do a lot of video stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I can't remember what the time frames were for those, but I'm pretty sure it was like in an awkward time frame because I'm in mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time Zone. I can't. I think they're Central Time, but uh, I think I've on, I only jumped on one call. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I realized it was. Uh, I mean, it was just uh, your opportunity to read in front of someone, and they were trying to get you kind of in the setting of um, presenting in front of real clients, right? They wanted you mm-hmm. to feel that pressure. So um, out of that, I got the idea to start kind of my own Facebook group where I was inviting people to kind of do the same thing just with each other, just to get that pressure, just get used to that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's something I took from those calls, which was really, really gotcha. helpful for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you were in trade, you were building houses. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Boy, what a fortunate thing to be able to make that jump now. I mean, the timing yeah. uh, is oh, really man. good. I mean, I would have loved uh, to have been in my 30s, early 30s, and this be accessible. I just can't yeah, imagine, no you know, what life could have been like uh, had I had that opportunity. Now, I'm not complaining. I've had I've had a very good career in uh, manufacturing, yeah. management, automotive uh, automotive ma- uh, manufacturing can't complain, but mm-hmm. this this is the quan. <laughs> yeah, this is. No, I know this what you mean. What I, I, I really love it. I really love it. Um, what what do you most enjoy about voiceover and and this oh. type of life? And, and let me weave into that. That's not all you do. You're a very creative person. You 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 write. Uh, you, uh, there's music, there's lots mm. of things that are going on and you're always branching out and doing other things, but is, is it just a thing for you? You really need to live a, that creative life more than a voiceover life. Oh, I get fueled over just cr- creative stuff and I'm not afraid of putting stuff out there, even if it sucks. <laughs> I would say that's my strength. It's just not caring what people think. And if people like it, that's awesome. No, but like what you're saying, like, I really hope, or I wish that I was uh, aware of how accessible voiceover was when I was younger, like before I went 10 years through the trades. I mean, I'm very Mm -hmm. uh, appreciative for all that experience because like I built my own booth and did it like professionally, not, I mean, probably won't have to build another one for another 10 years or so, but um, yeah, I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. And I mean, it is what it is, right? It's uh uh, I know about it now and how I found it. Um, well, like I said, it was through my brother, but, uh, talking about the jump from part-time to full-time, maybe I'll go there and kind of share a little bit of how yeah. I oh, yeah. transitioned that's, there. That's always um, interesting to people. Yeah. And, uh, well, all, that's ultimately the, the goal, right? Um, but it, yeah, it was 2018 when I started on voice.com. And, uh, so that was, uh, two months before, uh, it was about a month before the new year of 2019. And my son was born uh, January 10th, 2019. And uh, he was born with a a liver disease. And uh, it was around then, I mean, the doctors were telling us that, you know, kind of gave us a scope of what our life was going to look like, like the months to come and even the years to come. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I can't take that much time off of work. That's going to really hurt us financially. And I said, okay, well, I, I got my foot in the door with this voiceover stuff. And um, so we were looking at, uh, they basically got, kind of gave us a, a year and four months warning 
because his his liver transplant was going to happen uh, a year and four months down the road. So I kind of took that as the, an opportunity to kind of work my butt off at my full-time job to put some money to the side uh, so that I could eventually jump ship both feet into voiceover. And that's exactly what happened. Um, it was August of uh, uh, 2019 that I jumped ship of my, my full-time uh, home building job. And uh, that's when I joined the, uh, the program with uh, Bill DeWeese. And I haven't looked back. Every day is just, you know, nine hours a day in my booth, cranking it. So uh, what's, what's a day like? If, 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 are you regimented with your routines? Do you say, that, you know, every day this, this, this has to happen at these times? I'm, I'm managing myself that way. Or, or how, do, how do you manage? Yeah, I mean, right, we're our own bosses, right? So there's nobody standing above us, you know, telling us to get this done, get this done. And that's what I was used to for the last 10 years. Someone, you know, keeping me on task. But uh, for me, um, knowing that I have, I mean, I always tell myself that there's always something to do. If you're, if you're a voiceover talent and you say there's nothing to do, something's wrong because you could be... Right. Working on your marketing, you could be updating your demos, you know, tightening up your website, whatever it is. So in my mind, I always try to keep the rea- the reality of there's always something to do. And what helps me is, at a, this is just me, I physically write on a piece of paper, I just jot down notes of what I want to get done that day. Even if mm-hmm. it's just like five things, like I'll put auditioning on voices.com. When I do that, scratch it off update some demos, scratch it off just so that, I mean, cause it's so easy. It's my personality. You watch one cat video on YouTube, three hours later, you're, you know, watching monster <laughs> trucks, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. I know. I'm right there with you. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of people have a very regimented schedule. You know, I, yeah. I get up at from eight to nine, I'm checking email and I'm answering email from nine to 10. I'm doing this and 10 to 12. Yeah. I'm doing that. I'm more with you. I, I love list. I like yeah. list. I like pen and paper. Uh, yeah, technology is wonderful, but there's nothing better to me than a, uh, a steno pad or a notebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm making notes of what I got to do the next day, because I know today I'm already lining up tomorrow and I'm still not full time. Um, Mm -hmm. but my, my wife is blown away. She said, I think you could stay in that room easily eight to 10 hours a day and Mm -hmm. be very happy with it. And I said, yeah, but I, I could, because there's, like you said, there's always something to do. Always, always, always. It doesn't mean it's profitable, but there's always something to do. I, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't mean you're going to make money every day, but it, right. you're planting seeds to right. make money someday, right? Yeah, and that's what I see about this business. You're Early on, you're, you know, and I'm saying the first five years, even full time, you're planting a lot of seeds, hopefully setting up yourself for repetitive <laughs> business. That's, that's like what I like squirrel marketing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you mentioned acorns. you mentioned your son and your family. Tell us a little bit about your family and and uh, how you guys are are faring and and uh, yeah. what, what what do you guys do for fun? For fun, um, well, <laughs> with my son's situation, he's uh, very immune suppressed. He takes medication mm-hmm. that intentionally suppresses his immune system. So you, as you can imagine, with COVID going on, we have to be oh very, my gosh, very careful. Yes. yes. Um, so that uh, kind of keeps us at a far distance. I mean, this this started before COVID. So like we were living 
like isolated lives before everyone else was. So when everyone mm. else started doing it, we're just like, hey, join the club. <laughs> um, right. But that's kind of how we've been living. Just uh, we visit friends and family down at the park. We live in a beautiful city here in Ontario where uh, we basically live on a peninsula here in uh, Sarnia, Ontario, where it's, we got water on three sides. And there's just uh, always something to uh, go out and see, whether it's a bunch of boats going by or uh, different events that go down on uh, at the water. So, yeah, that, that's basically what we do for fun. Just kind of hang out with friends and family and uh, kick around a soccer ball with my boy. That's always fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. So in relation uh, in, into where you're located, I'm mm-hmm. some, somewhat familiar with areas up there. I've been up yeah. to the Midland area, Penetanguishene on Georgia Bay. Where, where, oh, yeah. are you, where are you in relation to all of that? All right. So th- I, I think this is how you Americans uh, locate it. So think of Michigan and the thumb of Michigan. So the, mm-hmm. if you put up your left hand, you got your thumb mm-hmm. on the right. So yep. right on the right side of your thumb, that's mm-hmm. we're, we're a border city to that town. So there's a okay. river that runs between there and Ontario and right there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I always like to ask that. And I know when we talked to uh, a Mike a while back and, and he was telling me where he was yeah. and then Louise Porter up there. Uh, being on the other side in Vancouver, and it's it's oh, interesting. Wow. That's a huge, it's huge. I mean, you just don't realize how vast it is up there and yeah. beautiful country on both sides. Um, yeah. I'm just I amazed. Really to, I really need yes. to get out of Ontario because apparently there's more to see than Ontario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There's more. There's definitely yeah. more. I, I get to see some of the pictures that everybody posts, and I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. uh, another thing that really has been um, – uh, good for me is to have people I associate with in voiceover that have the same beliefs I do, you know, that are yeah. believers. And uh, and sure. I run into some people that are not, and they really give me a hard time sometimes. But oh, um, man. do you ever, um, have you ever found yourself in a, in a, a voiceover job where you felt like that was an mm-hmm. issue or you felt like, mm, I'm not sure if I should do this? Do you run into yeah. that much? Well, it, earlier on, it was uh, on Fiverr, where, um, and this was kind of a, a lesson for me, just being, like you said, who we are, just kind of what the values we stand for. There was a, a person, and I mean, you're aware with how Fiverr works, your requirements section, and you can, you can kind of put, they're basically rules and kind of things that you make sure your clients are giving you before you start the project. And uh, I filled mine out um incorrectly. Uh, so the way you do that is you input these requirements separately and uh, you just c- uh, keep clicking add if you want another requirement. Uh, so when I first started, I didn't know that. I put all my requirements in the same single requirement. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is a lot of my requirements were being buried within this really small requirement. So people weren't reading what I uh, required. And one of my requirements to this day is no profanity, no adult content, um, just to wean out the ones that uh, I don't feel comfortable doing. And mm-hmm. But as a result of uh, doing this incorrectly, I did have a client. Um, it was, was going to be a, a pretty uh, profitable one as well. And um, 
uh, I just just started to notice just within the first script that there was language that I wasn't uh, comfortable doing. And mm-hmm. uh, he left me a bad review and kind of uh, chewed me chewed me a new one. And uh, <laughs> that was that. But I, it's water under the bridge for me. And uh, it was a lesson learned because uh, there, there are ways to uh, avoid it. One of mine right. is, uh, I know it's hard, but uh, I don't do audiobooks because I don't want to get I don't want to get stuck in the middle of an audiobook unless I know the book, right? And find mm-hmm. out there's things in it that I don't uh, want to right. subscribe to. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm in your club. I don't do audiobooks. I've I've I auditioned for one and I and it was only because they put a lot of it in there and I could tell mm. and it was on Upwork and I could tell by the posting uh, it right. was it was very Christian based, and I said I, I could read mm-hmm. this, and of course yeah. sent it in, didn't get it. But right. um, there's a, a another gentleman here in here where I live. His name's Rodney Turner. I don't know mm. if you've heard of him. He's no. very uh, very big in audio books and does a mm. lot of westerns. Uh, he's got that deep, uh, really deep, uh, way oh. deeper than what I can think <laughs> about doing. But uh, and he had a scare not long ago. He had something happen to where he thought he could possibly lose his voice for the rest of his life. Oh, no. And uh, fortunately, he got through that and he's healing up and he's having to relearn, uh, you know, some or learn some exercises and things to strengthen. But uh, they told him he could lose it and then he'd have to relearn how to talk. Wow. But uh, that, yeah, very scary, but a wonderful man, uh, great guy. And I, I hope to maybe talk him into, he has a podcast as well. I hope to talk him mm. into joining uh, here yeah. one day. Yeah, I'd like but to he hear had, what he's uh, got to say. He's nice guy, nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little about the future. Uh, sure. Some of the things that, you know, you're you're currently doing, Voices.com, Fiverr, um, you know, we're, we're all out there digging away, trying to get our, our fair share. Uh, are there any other things that you're you're thinking about maybe in the back of your mind that, I, you know, you want to try this or try that or uh, mm. even just something creative that you're you got on the back burner? Something creative. I'm not very creative. No. Um, I, when you say that, I'm just thinking of the uh, different platforms that I'm not on that I mm-hmm. want to try. Like voice one two three for example, um, but don't waste your money. Don't waste my money. <laughs> not um, I, I tell you, unless they make some changes <laughs> over there, there it, it's really. I I joined. It was the regular membership, and I tell you the, oh. the stuff that I get. If I get six eight auditions a week, yeah, five of them are they don't even pay. No pay. Gee whiz. So really? I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, a, that's I, the risk I, you take, eh? I guess. Yeah, I just I can't. I don't know what, I, and maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not on there and not managing it correctly. Uh, mm. And it's hard, you know, being part-time, I guess, because I only have so much time a day to do all the auditions I need to do on Voices.com, to do the work that I'm getting on Fiverr and Upwork. Yeah. And then try to live a normal life. You know, yeah. thank goodness my kids are grown or I couldn't do this. But, uh, right. yeah. No, but I, I, I guess what I was more thinking about is I, I know you, you touched on Hank and Barlow earlier, or I did, and and uh, that was something you were, you know, looking at trying to market, and it didn't go exactly how you wanted. I really was surprised 
that it didn't because yeah. I really liked the the message it gave. And yeah. uh, and and if you don't mind, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to play one of those, and then I'm going to ask yeah. you to email me um, a uh, an MP3 of your demo, and and we're going to highlight you uh, at the end of the podcast. Yeah, sure. But I want people to hear Hank and Barlow. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> and the funny thing is, when we did that, I was I, I was home with COVID. And yeah. my poor, I was really trying to get my voice to work, and I think you were pretty patient with me, so I appreciate that. But it was oh, fun. No. I enjoyed it. No, so I just wondered reason... if you if you had something like that on the back burner. Well, that's still on the back burner, um, just because I wanted to give it more thought, because uh, I was trying to figure out ways to make it more unique, because uh, it was inspired by another comics, like an audio comic strip that I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. and I... I couldn't find them for the longest time because they were they would just play over the radio. Like I never this was before I was ever online. This is when I was right. a kid, and then I found them online, and I'm listening to them. I'm like these are like really really good, and apparently they're still playing all around North America, just on stations that apparently I'm not tuned into. Mm-hmm. But so it's like maybe these uh, the people that I reached out to maybe they were just like you know we've already seen this kind of thing. Right. And, uh, I was having audio problems at the time too. I didn't uh, have my whole audio setup uh, figured out yet, so I think they were detecting some of that, being the uh, the pros that they are. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff like that's fun. I uh, I have um, I've often listening to the radio a lot, and you hear uh, here in the states there's there are guys doing traffic for multiple yeah. stations or doing weather for multiple stations. I thought, how in the heck do you get that gig? I'd love yeah. to have that gig. Wouldn't it be neat just to sit and record oh, weather for an hour or two and send it out to those stations? And they probably make a pretty nice check off of that. Oh, probably. Yeah, pretty yeah. neat. Um, mm-hmm. And then my crazy thing I branched out in was going to local, some local small radio stations here saying, mm-hmm. you know, where I knew the owner of the station was doing all the commercials. So every <laughs> time they had a break, the same guy reads four spots it's the same guy and i yeah. and i went and i said look i'll do them so cheap you can't resist yeah. and and one guy bit and i did them for him for about a month and i didn't hear from wow. him anymore and i asked him was anything hmm. wrong no nothing wrong i just you know it's just easier for me to do it myself <laughs> yeah. okay but uh, uh yeah it's just a, a, amazing the amount of work that is out there if you can find it and i think that's the burden yeah. on us is we have to go find it you know it's, yeah that's right i mean just for an example, like we talked about uh, squirrel marketing, where you just bury something to hopefully it'll plant, you know, in another season. Um, just this morning, I got an email from someone. I didn't recognize the name. And uh, they were like, hey, Brandon, uh, you emailed us last year. I mean, again, and they didn't even reply to my initial email. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, we, we have your demos and we submitted it to the client and they chose you. So that was just 300 bucks that just popped out from a little acorn that I planted last year. Right, right. <laughs> so it's right. just these little things. If we're consistent with that, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so uh, Brandon McCaskill Marketing, that may be the next thing for sale on Facebook. Oh, Look out. I am just making it up as I go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. Uh, you know, we, we lean on all the information yeah. we gather from the groups and everywhere we well, can get it. And, yeah. and we're winging it. We're all winging it. That's We're what's so great it. about these groups. Like, I can't imagine doing this, like, on my own. That probably sounds so cliche, but, like, if I didn't have community, I probably mm-hmm. would be making so many mistakes right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
I agree. So uh, one question I like to ask everybody as we as we kind of get toward the end, and yeah. I think your answer is going to be unique and different because you talked about as a child how you uh, had a penchant to do you know characters and voices and mm-hmm. and acting. Um, what we you know, and I was the same way. I was reading into a cassette player the sports scores or the news or whatever when I was five, six years old and mm-hmm. loved it, just loved it. I just wanted to be a broadcaster. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what a voiceover was. Yeah. So if you could go back in time to, say, 12, 14-year-old Brandon and give him mm-hmm. direction, what would you tell him? Give him direction. I would... See, yeah. Well, it's a good question because like a lot of uh, the things that make voiceover easy and accessible right now didn't exist then, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just Correct. like, I would have wished that this technology existed back then because I really wished I was uh, in this younger because that's where my heart was. That's where my passions were. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I did the best I could in a non-profitable way. Like I would do these these like skits or funny videos for my friends. So Mm -hmm. I I did accomplish my passions that way. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a good question, but, uh, not an easy one to answer because, uh, I definitely know, uh, I would, uh, I would have jumped on voiceover if it, uh, was an option Mm -hmm. for me then. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I remember, um, I, I can't, well, I can't exactly remember who gave the answer, but I asked, the same question and they said they would have said go find the way to do it because you're right the technology mm. wasn't there and their answer was yeah. i would have somehow made you know go back and tell myself there's other you know there is an outlet for that but you'll have to move to here or yeah. you have to go there or you have to do this uh, and that way you could have got an earlier start yeah true i know how you feel well, Brandon, it's been a joy talking to you, and I appreciate it. Oh, if, you, if you've got any last-minute Fiverr secrets you want to share, I let, tell everybody, if you got a secret sauce, share it with us. <laughs> but I know, like the rest of us, I hope you're having the same troubles I'm having with it. Yeah, well, my biggest secret is just, uh, even if you really want to be just send a nasty message to someone who's mistreating you, just be as professional as possible because— the Fiverr gods are watching. And I yes. really think there's a behind the scenes thing that we don't see that they do. And they're watching how professional you're going to be. Because when you get to top rated seller, I think, I mean, I'd assume they, they'd want people who are going to represent them uh, greatly. So right. you should be acting right. like that right now as a, as a lower seller. That's, that's my tip. Right. Right. I'm with you. Take, treat that $5 job like it's a $500 job. Amen. Exactly. You just have to. You just have to. Hey, Brandon, thanks. I'm sure we'll be talking again and and, uh, oh, and you, uh, talking sir. back and forth in other p- platforms and, and things and commenting on our stuff. And uh, But thanks a lot, oh, and absolutely. I wish you the best of luck. And uh, Godspeed to your family and, and your son, and, and I hope uh, things continue to get better and better with all of that. We wish you all the best and wish him all the best as well. Oh, well, thank you so much, Troy. It's, uh, it's an honor to speak to you. Anytime, brother. Okay, that's enough talking. Can we hear some samples now? Introducing Busy Lemonade, the only lemonade hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. It just hits different. Wendy serves fresh, never frozen beef on every hamburger. That's why our Dave single is so hot and juicy. 
What if that Dave single was buy one, get one for a buck? And all these things were too. I didn't go looking to eat someone. You came to me. When the sun rises, I will be emperor. <laughs> hey, if you mess with him, you're messing with me. Before I drop this into the ocean, is there anything you want to say? Well, I'd say this is just the beginning of something very, very special. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.